All right, so this morning we're going to talk about how to overcome when you're overwhelmed. And let me start by saying there's a variety of ways that we can feel overwhelmed. Uh, we can feel overwhelmed by busyness, that's for sure. Our, our schedule and the tasks that we have to complete can be overwhelming. And I think this is probably where most of us relate today, that uh, we just feel overwhelmed by the things that we have to get done right now. But there are other ways to be overwhelmed. We can be overwhelmed by trials and problems. Uh, we can be overwhelmed by guilt and by grief. Sometimes the feelings of loss are just overwhelming. We can be overwhelmed by financial worries. And the good news is, though, that we don't have to live an overwhelmed life. Uh, Jesus invites us to discover a whole new way of living, and he extends that invitation to us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, And this is our memory verse for this week, so if you want to read it with me. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. Jesus invites us, come unto me, all you who are weary from carrying the load, all you who are burdened with sorrow or troubles, uh, all of you who are overwhelmed with the frantic pace of life, and I'll give you rest. In Christ, you can overcome when you're overwhelmed. And we're going to look at some very practical steps that you can take to do that. So if you want to pull out your message notes, I want to start by talking about one of the keys things to understand when you're trying to overcome when you're overwhelmed. And that's to recognize the root where that feeling is coming from. And, and that is the awareness um, that there's this fear that or awareness that you are under-resourced um, to deal with whatever you're facing that you don't have what it takes to get through this, that you're not strong enough to carry this load, that you're not smart enough to pull this off, that you're not good enough to make it through this, to get her done. And whatever the resource needed is, whether it's time or emotional strength or energy or skill or smarts or finances or worker bees, you know, whatever it is, there's something lacking and you feel like you're not going to be able to accomplish or get through whatever it is that's on your plate. So the key then is to understand that we feel overwhelmed when we feel under-resourced. So when you feel under uh, un overwhelmed, a good question is to ask, what resource am I afraid that I'm lacking? And am I really lacking that resource, or am I just afraid I am? And if I am lacking it, where is that? Re how can I connect with that resource? So, if you want to pull out your message notes, we're gonna, going to look at three primary resources that we need to increase in our lives, so that we'll be able to avoid being overwhelmed and overcome uh, when we are overwhelmed. And the first resource that we need to increase in our lives is margin. Um, if you, want to, if you have your Bibles and you want to turn with me to the book of Genesis, very first chapter. 
We're going to start in verse 3. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So God created time. And when he created time, he set in place a limit, right? There are only so many minutes in a day. And after six days of creating, God rested. There's only so many days in a week. Has anybody found a way to add an eighth day to your week? No. Yeah, we try. We try to add minutes to our day, too, don't we? But we were designed with limits. We have time limits. We have emotional limits, financial limits, skill set limits. And we can push ourselves to exceed our limits, but eventually it will catch up with us, and we'll find ourselves in overload, feeling overwhelmed. And we'll pay some kind of price, whether relationally or financially or spiritually, physically, emotionally. God created us with limits, and so we need some margin in our lives so we don't find ourselves pushed in some area of our life to the breaking point. And, of course, um, when we talk about limits and overload and things, overload is a relative term. Um, We all have different limits. Uh, Bill Gates' financial limits are a little (laughs) different than my financial limits. Uh, Here's a picture to illustrate. Uh, (laughs) You thought your minivan was crowded. (laughs) I don't think the seatbelt's fastened on that baby's bucket either. (laughs) What seems like overload to one person may not be overload to another person. We have different strengths and limits. But we all have limits, and we need margin in our lives. So I want to talk a little bit about what margin is. If you've got your Bible there, just turn to any page in your Bible. And you'll notice there's a white area around the outside of that page. What is that called? Margin, right. It's the, uh, that extra space around the words so that we can make sense of the words, right? If they all went right out to the edge, it'd be much more difficult to read, harder to understand. We need the margin. We need that extra space, the buffer zone, so that things don't get cramped. And um, it would look funny, you know, if it all went right out to the edge. We understand margin in the physical world. Uh, When you go and you park at the grocery store, uh, do you leave a little space between you and the car next to you? Right. And if it's a two-door, you leave a little extra space, right? And if it's all bashed up, you park someplace else, right? You, you leave margin. And when you're, you're following behind somebody uh, on the road, you don't get right up behind them, right? You leave a little margin for error, right? So uh, if they jump on their brakes, you don't get introduced to your airbag. You just... Leave a little extra space there. And um, in the physical world, we embrace and understand the need for margin. But sometimes in the spiritual, the moral, in our finances, in our schedule, we can sometimes lose our way. And I was uh, researching margin this week, and I 
came across this really uh, kind of interesting article written by this guy called Howard McCluskey, and it's on margin theory. And uh, he defined margin as the space or the difference between our load and our power to carry the load. The difference between our load and the power to carry the load. Now, if you're a math major, there's a formula for that. That wouldn't be me, but uh, M equals L over P. And, you know, I'm not into the whole formula thing, but the article was saying that if your load is greater than the power to carry it, then you're in margin deficit. You're in overload. And you've either got to find a way to reduce the load or increase the power. And this is about limits. Uh, and this is where the good news comes in, too, because there are two ways that we can increase our margin. Uh, we can decrease the load, and I forgot to put this in your uh, notes. If you want to write it in there, you, you can write above the uh, three ways I'm going to give you to decrease the load. But uh, you can decrease your load. If you're overwhelmed by your schedule, you need to decrease the activity, right? So uh, in your notes, I've given you ways uh, that you can increase your margin by decreasing your load. And the first is to set clear priorities. Uh, if we don't have a clear idea, a clear picture of what we're all about, what our highest priorities are, then we just tend to say yes to things that we really don't have time to do, maybe don't have the skill set to do, um, are, are, aren't equipped to do. And so we need to know what our priorities are. And of course, God's priorities are of the highest value. Things that have eternal value uh, should be our highest priorities. And then the second thing um, you can do is give yourself permission to say no. Uh, we find ourselves overwhelmed because we don't put limits on what we say yes to. And sometimes that's because we are into people-pleasing. Sometimes it's in because there's some kind of internal uh, stressor or pressure to perform. But you're, you're the only person that knows what your schedule is, what your priorities are, what you're gifted to do. So you're the one in charge of saying no, right? I mean, sometimes we grouse about our schedules, but it's like we set our schedules. So, uh, so uh, give yourself permission to say no. And then the third thing there is decide not to procrastinate. That one hurts, doesn't it? I mean, it's like, I don't know how many other people are in my boat. But um, I think this is the hardest thing, and it's one of the biggest pieces that would help us out if we would just decide not to procrastinate. Because most of the time when we feel overwhelmed, it's because we put something off until it has to be done, and now there are just too many pieces to it to, to get it all done in time and to do it well. And if you just kind of either break it into pieces and do the things as they come up, uh, then it wouldn't be so overwhelming. And, you know, um, doing two churches and stuff, I've had to really learn how to do this. And even in our week, we've put some things in place now, because like the connection cards even. Uh, the back of that, I can't do it until I figure out what the responses to the message might be. And so that gets kind of put off until Saturday night. But the front of that is always the same. And I used to just wait and print them on Saturday, but then I got to print the front and the back. So I can do the front anytime uh, earlier in the week and have that all ready. So that, and, and you'll find that in your life if you just don't procrastinate on things. 
uh, then you don't put everything out to the last minute and it'll go much better for you. So you can decrease the load and one of the ways is to increase margin. But there's something else that we can do to increase our power and that's increase our power. And uh, that's one of the things that I found so great about this theory is that this guy wasn't writing from a Christian perspective. It's not a Christian paper in any way, but God created it all. God set the limits, and he also knows that sometimes life throws more at us than we can carry alone. And so he's put in place some ways to increase our power. And that's the second point that's not in your bulletin, but if you want to write it down there, you can. Uh, you need to increase your power, and you increase your power by tapping into God's power. Uh, God didn't design us to do life alone. We need power outside of ourselves to deal with the stresses and the hurts and the difficulties that we face in life. And the plan, God's intention, is that we would turn to him and increase our power by uh, increasing our reliance on God. So that's your uh, second point there. We can increase our power by increasing our reliance on God. And um, we feel overwhelmed because we're depending on our own strength and our own resources sometimes. And I think that's one of those things that I, I spoke of at the beginning when you feel like feel overwhelmed because you feel under-resourced and you're afraid you don't have what it takes to do this. It's usually because you're forgetting that you don't have to do it alone, that there's someone that you can turn to who has all the power, has all the ability, and, and he'll help you to carry that load. Um, in Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all everything through Christ who gives me the strength. And the key is that we're going to him, turning to him, and we do that primarily through prayer. Uh, have you ever noticed when you feel overwhelmed, there's like this uh, tightness right here? your chest. It just feels like you can't breathe, and there's this anxiety. And that feeling is actually reflected in the language that we use when we talk about being overwhelmed. We say things like, you know, give me some breathing room, or uh, I'm so busy I don't have time to breathe. You know, it's that tightness where you feel like you just can't get oxygen. And the antidote to that is prayer. Um, I was praying this last week, and I was thinking about everything I had to get done, you know, when I got down to praying. And I found myself saying the words, thank you, Father, for this room to breathe. Thank you for this space to quiet myself and to breathe. And prayer gives us breathing room. Um, and we all need that. We need space in our life for prayer. And, and, you know, maybe you need an actual physical space <laughs> and you just need to tell your kids or your spouse or your uh, mother or whatever, I'm going to my breathing room. <laughs> you know, I got to find a space where you can get apart and you can pray. And, you know, this isn't I'm going to my breathing room so I can watch TV or get on Facebook or answer emails. It's to give yourself some space where God can breathe into your life. Um, but even if you don't have a physical room designated for that, we all need breathing room. Time where we allow God to breathe his dreams into our life, 
to breathe his hope, to breathe his wisdom, his guidance, his answers, his peace, his promises, his perspective, his strength, his comfort into our lives. And, you know, I know this is like counterintuitive because when, you, when you're so busy, you think I don't have time to pray. Or when you're overwhelmed with grief, you feel too empty to pray. But if you'll just turn to God, and if you'll go to God, that's when he will move in, and he'll fill in the gap, and he'll uh, help you. And when we don't do that, then we end up carrying the load all by ourselves. And, and if you think about this, um, if you're overwhelmed with a problem, you need God's wisdom. If you're overwhelmed by grief, you need God's comfort. If you're overwhelmed by fear, you need God's strength and encouragement. If you're overwhelmed by guilt, you need God's forgiveness. If you're overwhelmed by busyness, you need God's priorities. If you're overwhelmed by financial burdens, you need God's provision. So go to God. Make time for breathing room. And I think that you'll discover you'll be able to experience a different kind of overwhelmed. Um, When I talk to people about their experience of God, who have experienced God, they often describe this overwhelming sense of his presence uh, or feeling like being overwhelmed with his love. And often we struggle with being overwhelmed with troubles and busy schedules because we aren't really setting apart side uh, in our time in our day, uh, either with our families or as couples, to be overwhelmed by God and by his power and his sufficiency. Uh, so we need to to uh, rely more on God's power and his presence. And then another provision that God has given us, a way to increase our power, is by increasing our support system. Um, if you think about this language that you, we use when we're overwhelmed, we often talk about a burden that's too heavy to carry, right? Uh, it's too much to bear. I can't carry it alone. And we weren't meant to. Uh, Jesus is a source of power, but he's also provided another source of power, and, th- and that's people, other people. And, and I'm going to say more about this next week, so I won't say a lot about it right now, but um, when you connect to a church, when you get in a small group, when you have friends who will walk with you on the journey, that helps to lighten the load, helps you to carry things, and you'll be able to find a strength beyond your own limits. Um, when the church is being the church at its best, this is something that we do for each other. In Second Corinthians 1.4, we read, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So to increase our margin, you need to decrease the load and increase your support system. Uh, this last week, I called our son to catch up with him because with the Easter schedule and stuff, it had been a couple of weeks since I talked to him. And so I called him, and we had a nice conversation, kind of seeing how his family was doing and everything. And during the conversation, I told him that I was going to be preaching this week on how to overcome when you're overwhelmed. And I, I told him I was kind of dreading the week, actually, because usually when I preach on a topic, God gives me an opportunity to experience that. <laughs> I think it's so, you know, it comes from here instead of just here. 
Uh, so I rarely preach on patience. It's just not a good thing. But so I, I told him, you know, I, I wasn't expecting much from my week. <laughs> and, um, but God surprised me. On mon- Monday morning, I, I got up. Monday's my day off, and I usually spend the morning uh, praying, reading my Bible. And so I started to do that. And as I was doing that, God began to pour out the sermon for the week. And I would write that down, and then I'd try to get back to, you know, okay, read my Bible, and then there'd be another piece. And, and um, it was just overwhelming how good God was. And, you know, most, most weeks writing a sermon is like giving birth or something. It's a difficult process. <laughs> it is. I mean, there's a lot of crying out, God, you know, help me. Uh, nobody wants to be boring, and, you know, so please, please help me. And, um, but God just overwhelmed me. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give you that kind of week. I'm going to give you this. And I think that if we would turn to God more, um, that we will find that God is a God who overwhelms us with his provision. And I believe that as overwhelming as life is at times, that we have a God who is overwhelmingly good and overwhelmingly able to help us if we'll turn to him. And my prayer is that throughout this series... God will overwhelm you with his presence, his provision, and his power to overcome. And whatever it is that feels overwhelming to you today in your life, there's a God who's bigger than your schedule or your problem or your pain or your finances or your doubt. And he'll provide for you everything that's needed one day at a time if you'll continue to walk with him and trust him. Would you pray with me? Loving God, we, oh, we thank you so much that you're close, that you're nearby, that you're not far off and distant, and that we have someone that we can run to, uh, someone who will help us through every uh, problem, that will help us carry every load, that will pick us up when we make mistakes and when we overbook and overschedule. God, you're always there to help us through, and we thank you for that. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a good and trustworthy friend you are. We praise you for that, and we acknowledge it. And we offer ourselves, God, again this week. Help us to make our priorities your priorities. And, God, um, walk with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.